down to it your newsletter subscribers are really the only things that are yours what do you mean by that because you're the only one that actually you're the one who owns the uh rights to send emails to those email addresses those people have given you permission to directly contact them that's the that's the only real true 100 control that you have in you know 
as far as an owner, you, you control that information. Um, and you can go and take that information to various newsletters, subscribe, I mean, hosting services, you can go wherever and do that. So if for some reason, one hosting service doesn't work for you, uh, then you can take that information and you can go to a different um, hosting service. And by hosting service, if there are some new authors, we mean things like a MailChimp or a MailerLite or some sort of provider who's going to send those emails exactly. on your behalf. Just to, okay. Right. And, and I mean, there are, there are, there are so many. There are I mean, so many. That, that's, just, that's just two of them. There yeah. Are that's just, yeah. so many out there, are. there yeah. um, which is great. It gives authors a variety of options and price points exactly. uh, depending on what the, what they want to do and what they want to get out of it um but you do not have that with really anything else you do not have that with social media you do not have that um really anywhere else you don't you don't even really have that with your blog no. unless your blog is through um through your website. I guess the only yeah, other thing you have is your website. Your website and your email list, but your website is only, it can only do so much. It, it's great at maybe driving traffic, but it doesn't really do a whole lot to um, sustain readership. Yeah. It's a good place to, to put things to live forever. And a mm -hmm. newsletter is more like, let's keep you up to date on what's really happening. Right. And, it's more communication. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's definitely more communication. I mean, how many times have we heard in the author sphere of Facebook taking author accounts down, um, TikTok banning author accounts? The site I, going down that yeah. day on Facebook when not everything went down. Oh if you goodness. had a release that day yeah, and you were only normal. relying on social media posts to get the word out about your release, you, you were screwed that day. But if you had a yes. newsletter, you still had a way to reach your readers. Right. Right. Exactly. So, I mean, newsletters are just so important for that general fact and it allows you to build a relationship with your readers um one of the things i think i was taking a class years ago uh from another author and she is she actually sends newsletters out more than i do she sends them out twice a week and her thing is that it's it's building that relationship it's creating, keeping you in the forefront of your reader's mind. Now, granted, she also releases like every 30 days. So there's a lot she can talk about. <laughs> a lot she can talk about. But what I have found is that um, there is a good number of readers that when you're an author, they're just interested in you. They're interested in your life. Um, they want to get to know you as a person. That's one of the reasons why they are signed up for your newsletter um, because if all you're doing is selling, 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 then it's really kind of a turnoff. I mean, think about it this way. If you think of any person that you know that is an entrepreneur, because let's be honest, that's what you are as, a, as an author. You're a business you're, person, yeah. You're a business person. Yeah. And every time that you see this person, they're constantly trying to sell you on something. You know, yeah. it doesn't matter if it's a multi-level marketing company or if they're, you know, trying to sell you socks. It doesn't matter. 
if every time you see this person, they're always going, buy this, buy this, buy this, buy this. It doesn't really. You tune it out. You tune it out. You unsubscribe. You put it in the delete folder. You mark it as spam because it's annoying. It gets annoying to be sold to all of the time. Right. So you need to be giving your readers, if people subscribe to your newsletter, something other than just buy, 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 buy my stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, and there are a lot of different ways of doing that. How, how do you do that, Danielle? I know you had a kind of an, a new, interesting take and, and you can tell everybody how that's going. <laughs> what is, what, what's going with that? What, tell them, tell the listeners about that and what's your new story. Do you mean my short story every month? Yes. Is that, yeah. So, so this is actually an idea from another author, uh, that I know who does this, they, they uh, produce a short story every month and they actually take those short stories over time and they publish them as a collection uh, once they get enough. And so that becomes like another release for them. I'm not, I'm not sure I'll do that because I'm not sure my readership is really interested mm-hmm. in short story collections. I know this because I have a short story collection and it doesn't sell, um, but <laughs> but it works for, for this, you know, this other author that does it. But I thought, you know, that might be a really fun idea to kind of reward subscribers at the 15th of every month the middle of every month i send out uh, a short story it's either going to be a, a sweet story um, a sexy story or a suspenseful story because that's kind of what i write in um, mm-hmm. and sometimes i will pull readers um, sometimes it might just be like the, the start of a story and i might pull them i'm like what do you think? Should this be a suspense or should this be like a rom-com? Because it could go either way, depending on, you know, what happens when this character opens the door. And so based on their feedback, I might go, okay, we're going to write a rom-com or, you know, so it's, it's something a little, you know, a fun little treat. Um, And it's an excellent writing challenge for me to try to come up with a, a short story. So it keeps me, you know, my creative juices flowing and, I think that readers are enjoying them. I, I do notice that my my open rates are better on those days, so I'm assuming that that means <laughs> that they're liking it. Um, so yeah, that's been a, a fun new treat for me. Um, and I think were you going to try something like that on your newsletter, or is that going to live on your blog, or you're undecided? Um, I am. I'm kind of merging the two a little bit. Um, I'm giving my um, blog followers the opportunity to vote on the picture prompt that I'm going to use for a, it's a little bit different than what you're doing. You're doing an actual short story. I am actually doing a flash fiction, but I'm doing it every week. So I (laughs) I wouldn't do a short story every week. (laughs) No, that's a little much to try to keep on top of everything else. Flash fiction is manageable, but not. Yes, flash fiction is manageable. Um, For for somebody who... For somebody yeah. who doesn't know what flash fiction is, could you just define that real quick? Okay, so flash, I'll, I'll kind of back it up and explain how the concept came to be. Sure. Um, several years ago, I was invited to take part in a group of authors, and we did what was called Flash Fiction Fridays. And every week we were given, on Monday, they would post in a Facebook group, in our little Facebook group, the picture of the week. And on Friday, we all posted on our blogs 100 words 
based exact. on this picture. Had to be exact. Oh, that's words. hard. That's hard. Not 99. That's not hard. That's it hard. Had to be 100 words. That's hard. It was so challenging yeah. because, but it was awesome because as an author, it really made you be choosy it about really the does. words you were using. Yeah. Because then it's like, oh crap, I'm, I'm a little over or I'm a little under, where can I, you know, if I'm under, it teaches you economics of words, words for sure. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, I, we, the group kind of fell apart. We, <clears throat> um, there were some scheduling issues and yeah. then the, uh, the creator of the group, uh, he had some personal stuff going in his life. He couldn't do it anymore. So, um, when he stepped away, it kind of fell apart completely. And, um, so we stopped doing it. We should do that as a group it. and we should post it to our website, but maybe not weekly, maybe a It was so much fun because it really, um, it really tested my, my writing chops. It does. You know, it Absolutely. stretched it because of course now the ones I'm doing are going to be kind of more personal romance based or, you know, just, um, introspection based. Cause that's sure. kind of more of what I personally write. Um, but then it, it, when you were in this group, I mean, we never knew what kind of pictures sure. we, we would get. Yeah. I mean, we could get. This one time we had a picture of a guy in a bowling hat. I mean, just, that was it. It was just a guy in a bowling hat and just looking at the camera. We had to do something with it. So, um, yeah, it was just, it was really fun and, you know, creative. It, like I said, it was, it was just, it was stretching the, you know, the writing muscles. It was great. So I have taken that concept and um, every week I post a two pictures on my blog and people can go over there and vote on what picture they want for me to use to do my hundred word flash fiction and that goes exclusively it gets posted in my newsletter for my newsletter subscribers so you can vote in the picture on my blog anybody can do that but if you want this little snippet of story you got to subscribe to my newsletter. Right, right. So, it, but it's, again, because I do a weekly newsletter, I really try to, um, I try to make it fun and do something. I try to share things on my newsletter that I don't share elsewhere. And yeah. that includes personal stuff. There's things I share in my newsletter about my life and things that go on in my life that I do not share anywhere else. I don't post it on social media. I don't share it in my reader group, on my author page, nowhere else. And that's I a good way to build a relationship so that you're, this is like a friendship. Like you guys are getting some sort of exclusive insight into, you know, my life and how I, how I do things. And so that you can build a, a relationship that way. Um, you yeah. mentioned, you mentioned posting to your blog. Now, mm -hmm. what's the difference for those who might mm -hmm. not know between a blog and a newsletter. Oh. How would you blog. define it? Because they're mm. both content that yeah. you could post to on a weekly basis. Nessie, for a blog, I post twice a week to my blog. Mm. So I blog more than I do newsletters. But for me, the blog is more my personal stuff. That's, I guess, where mm. I put my personal stuff. Um, I don't know if there's a rhyme or reason for why I've done it that way, but that's just the way I've 
I've done that. So, um, okay. What so... do you put in your blog if you're if you're blogging? How often do you blog? Um, well, my blog is probably a lot less consistent than my than my uh, things because it's kind of an evolving thing. I've been trying to get my footing on what I'm putting, what content I'm putting on my blog. It's hard. Recent, it is because I, I am again though because I am sending a newsletter out every week. I have a lot of content that goes there, but again, I do not want to have a lot of cross content. I don't want to be posting the same thing on the blog as I am on the newsletter because then why should people subscribe to my newsletter? Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. But to have content. So what I have taken to doing uh, fairly recently, but I've been doing it for, uh, for about a month now. Um, on Mondays, I always post about the, um, the podcast. Um, with a link to listen to the podcast itself. They can just listen right on my blog. They don't have to go anywhere. They can just click on it. Yeah. Uh, then I have taken on Wednesdays. Wednesdays I've chosen to actually okay. write. <laughs> yeah, hump day. <laughs> I, I take whatever topic that we're talking about on the blog, on the podcast that we, we posted on Monday, on that Monday. And I actually write a whole blog post about that topic. And um, I really try to, sometimes I'll touch on some things that are that we actually talk about in the podcast. But even on the podcast that I'm in, you know, when you have, when you're having a conversation with somebody and then you go home later and you're like, man, I really should have said, said this. Yeah. this. Yeah. Or I really should have brought up this, you know, information too. And that's kind of where my blog post, uh, you know, ends up. Um, and, you know, I wrote a blog post um, about uh, last week's um, last week's um, podcast that you, Danielle, did with Mary Ann about pen names. It was all about pen names. And so I wrote a blog post about pen names and I went into the reasons that, that people use pen names. And, you know, the obvious one obviously was that, you know, way in the past, women used pen names all the time yeah. to hide their sex because yeah. things, but I also go into the other reasons sure. that, you know, people may use pen names and actually give an example of somebody who's sure. a pen name and why. So I kind of dive a little bit deeper and give him my take on it. But um, yeah, I'm really <clears throat> having fun with that. I also will talk sometimes um, about books I'm reading, which I do sometimes share those in my newsletter. I'll just say what I'm currently reading or what's next on my TBR. Um, I do kind of cross-pollinate those things a little bit. Um, but it's, that's just one thing that yeah. I, you know, that I do, but yeah, that's kind of usually what I, what I stick with on my blog. How about you? Yeah. Since you, yeah. Since you blog more than I do. I do. I do. I tend to blog more like personal stuff, you know, personal things that I'm doing or personal challenges or whatnot. It's in writing struggles as well. And I'll update people, but my newsletter, I tend to have more like the exclusive content. So like those short stories are not going to live on my blog. Those short stories will only live on my newsletter. I'll do exclusive giveaways on my newsletter that I'm not going to post on social media or do anything about. So I'm constantly with every newsletter, I'm trying to give them something of value that might be, you know, 
useful or helpful or entertaining to them in some way, shape, or form. Right. Um, so I am trying to do that with with everyone, and I and I try to, you know, not bombard them with too much information, but try to let them know about you know releases that might come up because you know part of the reason they signed up for the newsletter is because hopefully they they like you as an author and they want to know about your right. releases. So there's a, you know, you have to try to do it in a way that you're not always selling, selling, selling. But now here comes here comes the the piece for 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 authors who maybe don't have a newsletter. How do they get a newsletter? I mean, we've convinced them that they need a newsletter. But then what do they what do they do? Like how do they do it like what what would what would you recommend to somebody who is a new author what would what would be the first step that you would say this is what you do first okay so if you are um if you're completely new to newsletters you have nothing my first of all look at your um look at who you have your web hopefully you have a website Okay, that's a whole other rabbit hole. Well, that we were well down here's a, a, a follow-up question. You just started out. What's more important to get first, the website or the newsletter? Well, honestly, they're both equally important. You really need to have both of them. And, and I mean, because your website is really your, I hate to use that word, but it is your legitimacy as an author. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's the it, home base where things live. People are going to Google you. You want them to go to a website, right? right You're not going right. to be able to yeah, find because, your newsletter as easily. You want the website. Right. Well, and the thing is, is that you can use your website to funnel readers to your newsletter. Yep. Yep. So it really kind of is a key component in there. And you can blog really from your newsletter. So you can do a lot of things. Not from, from your website, setup. yeah. From your website. You from do a website. lot of things from the website. So maybe the right. website starts first. So then right. you can plug in all the other components. But it needs to be like, it needs to be like website, newsletter. Yeah. Boom, boom. Yeah. Not like website, uh, newsletter. Yeah. No, it needs to be boom, yeah. boom. Yeah. Um, and you need to look at where who you're hosting your website with and see what your options are. Do they offer a service that you can maybe get at a discount that gives you the ability to uh, do automation. Now, we haven't really talked about automation. And if you're new to newsletters and you've never done one before, you may not have any idea what automation, automation is. can be scary if you don't know how to do it. It can be, but it is one of those things where you kind of need to, like, when you're doing it, you really need to learn how to do automation. And you, the reason I say that, and we're not going to get too much into that down that <laughs> rabbit hole today, but I'll just say this, you really want to try to find a newsletter um, post that is going to allow you to do automation, even if you do not use it right away. Yeah. And a lot of the free ones now do not offer the automation, which I mean, I I suppose if you were just starting out and you have no budget to spend, you can get away with not doing automation until you get a few people on your newsletter, until you get, you know, some of those sales coming in. Mm -hmm. Um, You can get away with it, but it's more important, I think, that you have the newsletter 
then yes. you have mastered the automation. Right. Now, yeah, if you have if you have no budget whatsoever, then just go with a MailChimp or a MailerLite. Get started. However, understand that soon you are going to have to pay for it somewhere, somehow. Yeah. Um, and I do think that as far as cost-wise, unless you can get something through uh, your website host, MailerLite is, I believe, the cheapest option right now for newbie authors. Depends on how, it depends on factors and things like that in terms of how right, many, but, but look into both. Right, but just, but yeah. just starting out because I think that, I mean, MailChimp does allow you to do more subscribers right. for free, yep. but they do but. not allow you to do any automation Correct. whatsoever with Correct. their free plan. Correct. And I think MailerLite does, at least the last time I checked, unless they've recently changed that. That may or may not be true. I, I haven't I haven't looked into that lately. But yeah, I mean, it's definitely something to look into. But but you're going to need to set up a, a, a newsletter. And both of those sites will sort of walk you through what you need to do to create your sign-up form. Because ultimately, you need a right. sign-up form. And it'll mm -hmm. provide you a little link. And then that's the link, that sign-up form. That's what you're going to start sharing on, you know, your social media, on your website or your blog once you have it. And you're going to start to ask people to sign up for your in newsletter. In your back matter. In your back matter for your books. If you want to get into book funnel, you can really start growing a list fast. But you need that sign up form first. Yes. So yeah. that's, that's where you would start. And speaking of book funnel, there's a way... There's another sort of tool that you can use with BookFunnel. And and even um, if you're not using BookFunnel and you wanted to deliver it yourself, if you're starting really slowly and adding one person at a time, is reader magnets. Now, yes. what, what, would you, what would you call a reader magnet? For somebody who has never heard this term before, what a reader magnet is. Oh, okay. <laughs> you so... like how I turn that on you? Yeah, yeah, I You're love that. Okay, so so there's there's two different two different things that are kind of related but not the same. You've got reader magnets and you have newsletter magnets. Yeah. And they are not necessarily the same thing. They can utilize similarly, right? But they are not the same thing. A reader magnet is something that you give away for free. Story, in exchange, in exchange for them signing up to your newsletter, okay, a a a newsletter magnet is also the same thing, but it tends to be a bonus scene or chapter from a book that you have already written that they have to sign up to your newsletter to get. So they're both kind of reader magnets, but not exactly the same. Right. <laughs> and newsletter magnets should be completely independent. Yes. It shouldn't have to do with anything with the right. book. I mean, you should be able to read, they should be able, a reader should be able to read that without having to read any of your bo other books and still have a story. Right. Still have a complete story. And usually it's a short story. You know, like maybe yep. a prologue to your series. The reason or... it's usually short is because we're giving it away for free. free. So we are, we're putting in a lot of work 
to give this thing and away money. for free. And because money. You gotta, you gotta have it. Edit it. Edit You gotta have a cover. Yeah. So, yeah. So, they tend to be shorter for that reason. But there are authors, if you've got a, a huge backlist, who don't have any problem giving away an entire book. Some, yeah, some people give will give away series. maps of, you know, if you write fantasy, they might, the reader magnet might be a map of the, you know, it doesn't have to necessarily be a story, but it's something, could be worksheets if you're writing a nonfiction or whatever. It's something that you're giving in exchange. And I'm sure people have signed up for these things all the time, you know, get mm -hmm. this free thing, just give me your email. You're signing right. up for a newsletter when you do that. <laughs> That's what that is. So it's, it's kind of like that. So yep. here's, we talked a little bit about this, but maybe we could touch on a little bit more. Um, got a newsletter. Mm -hmm. we're, we're going, we've got a list, we're sending it out. We've decided we're going to send out a newsletter once a month to start with. You know, okay. we want to set a schedule. We want okay. to set a schedule. Yes. We want to set consistency. Consistency. reader expectations, right? So mm -hmm. we're, we're, we're sending a, a newsletter once a month. We are a new author, so maybe we're only releasing one book a year. Hmm? What are we posting about? If we only got oh, one, one release a year, what are we posting about the other 11 months? Well, are you writing during that time? Uh, you, I mean, you, think. you should be talking to your readers and telling them about the, you know, how your writing's going. If you did some cool research, I mean, if uh, for one of my books, I actually went to the local fire station and got a tour and was able to like climb inside of a fire engine and, you know, see all that. Share that. It could Share also be stuff. research that you want to know from them. What mm -hmm. types of, you know, characters do you really like? Or they could vote on. You know, maybe you have a couple of character ideas in mind, and you're not sure. Should he be a dark-haired guy or a blonde-haired guy? And you could vote names. and see. Character names. names. Sure. Locations. You could mm -hmm. do that. You could do a giveaway. Maybe you don't have the book out yet, but maybe you have a, a printed draft copy of what you've worked on and scribbled on. You might think that that's recyclable garbage, but people like that stuff. That's a one-of-a-kind, like, <gasps> wow, you know the authors work in real life right or mm -hmm. you know there are exactly. lots of different things that, that you could talk about and then of course the months leading up to your release you would probably lean a little bit heav heavier on that but right there's things you can talk about that doesn't always have to be about buy my book yes yes i mean you you can have once you get a um once you get a buildup of books and backlists and it's not your first one you have all that you can always include a a buy link at the bottom of your newsletter sure. but you and, and you can do that for every newsletter you sure. can always just this is my latest book or this is my upcoming book just have those buy links in the right. at the bottom of the newsletter That's like a little so, ps my latest release yeah. is available now right but you don't want to have it be like boom front and center in your face right all the time right. and again i go back to that analogy of the person that you know that sells whatever it is whatever widget you know if you're having a conversation with them and you bring up oh you know i'm i'm having 
you know, I'm remodeling my kitchen or whatever. You may, you know, then they'd be like, oh, well, you know, here's my card if you need anything. That's a lot more approachable and it's not going to be as big of a turnoff than if somebody's going, oh, you are, are you? Well, let me tell you about this and over here and we can just let's set you up with an appointment. And I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's very yeah. different. It's the approach. Yeah. Um, and again, it's one thing people expect when you have a new release that you're going to go, Hey, my book's on pre-order. Hey, my book, new, my book, new book's coming out in two weeks. Hey, you know, they're expecting that at that point because hopefully they're excited about it too, but they don't want to have every single newsletter to be about the same book. And if you're not coming, I mean, if you're coming out with a book every single month, that's a little bit different. Right, because you have a lot more to talk about. (laughs) Well, you're going to have a new book. You're not selling them the same thing every time. You're saying, "Hey, this is out here. Hey, you know this." And that's where having a website comes in really handy because you could always put in your PS. My back titles can be found here, Mm -hmm. and you direct them to you know your website that has all of that information there and at the ready. Now. Let's kind of go to newsletter content a little bit yeah. more. Now, I do know that there are some authors that subscribe to the only putting one thing, the single focus yeah. in a newsletter. I am not particularly of that mind. I have I am very I have a very delineated um, list of sections in my newsletter. Yeah. And I divide it very, so it's very clear. I have headings so that, you know, my readers can literally just go in and like skim through my newsletter and they can go to the section they want very easily and find what the information they want. Because I want my newsletters to be useful. Sure. To my subscribers. What is your take on that? Are you a single focus <laughs> author or are you um, kind of a... I tend to have like a, a three-point process to my, to my, okay. to most of them. Um, I, I try to, uh, one, first and foremost, give them something of value, whether that, whether that is, hey, look, I put this book on sale, grab it before it goes on, on full price, mm-hmm. uh, whether it's a giveaway hey, I wanted to make sure you knew about this giveaway, enter to win, whether that's the short story, whether it's a a charming tale of how I screwed something up, you know, something of of, of value that that might be worth them opening up the email. Mm -hmm. Um, I try to ask them a, a question because ultimately a newsletter for me is about a relationship. I, I want, I'm trying to write a newsletter to one person. I'm trying to write it to a friend and I'm trying to, to have a conversation with that one friend. And so I want to ask them a question and sometimes I'm blessed enough people will answer me and then I get that communication and then that's, that's awesome. I love that. Mm-hmm. And then sort of my third thing will be whatever it is that I sort of wanted to sort of get as my message, whether that was, you know, I've got a pre-order coming up or, you know, whatever it is, sort of my soft sale maybe lives, lives there. And it might even be a simple PS. Yeah. It might be a simple PS. My latest release is available now. You know, it might not be the full body of, of the email, but those are the three Mm -hmm. things that I try to try to put into, to every newsletter. 
Yeah, I was going to say the only the only time I ever put out a single focus email is on release release day. date. Release date makes sense. That's it. That's release like the like the, right around right before like a pre order push. The release date and maybe the one right after will be heavily focused on on that. Um, but then it, yeah, like, it peters out. Yeah, like right now, my newsletter I have a release coming up on April twelfth. And so my newsletter for the last month has been like totally focused on this new release because I had the pre, you know, we have the pre-order and you then have the I'm Goodreads doing, giveaway. Yeah, I'm doing a paperback giveaway yeah. on Goodreads. I had where my readers could sign up to get a, uh, the first six chapters emailed to them early. Uh, so I have all of this stuff going on. And so it's like, it's like, okay, here, 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 here. But again, that I guess that's kind of one of the other reasons why I have chosen to do a weekly newsletter, because I found that when I was trying to do it monthly, I was having to put so much information yeah. in that newsletter. And it, like, it ended up being, you know, overwhelming. a big CVS receipt of content. And that's just, that's too much. Nobody oh. has time to read that much content. So you do have to be economical in your newsletters as well. You don't want them to be a novel. People are reading these as they're scrolling in between meetings, as they're hitting the bathroom. You know, they're, they're not going to be mm -hmm. sitting down for a long time to read these. Right. So you have to sort of keep them short and sweet, but also right. a value. <laughs> which is which is another reason why I think that if you're going to, if you're not going to go with the single focus philosophy and you're going to do multiple sections, those sections really need to be well marked so that Again, think of how you as a person, not as the author, but as a average consumer, because let's be let's be honest, we've all subscribed to something. Yes. Some some email yes. list, we have subscribed to something, whether yes. it is a big retailer or an Etsy store yep. website, it doesn't matter. You should subscribe to something yep. if you're yep. on the internet for any length of time. Think about those emails. Most likely you open that, e if you open the email, you open it and you, the first thing you do is you scan it. Yeah. You just do a quick scan to see if there's anything in there that catches your eye that you want to read more about. And then you go and you read what caught your eye and what, yeah. you see. and if, it, if that was really good, you may scan the, uh, you may rescan the other stuff yeah. and look to see, you know, read through that to see if there's anything you missed. So approach your newsletter the same way yeah make sure that you do have kind of highlights bullet points some bold in there that and are careful of too many graphics because sometimes people's downloads if you put in too many graphics it's just going to take forever to load and they're going to get grumpy with you yeah <laughs> yeah I, I try not to get too like too big on like the graphics i put in there i try not to put them i try not to put high resolution graphics in there they should use JPEGs and not, not high resolution stuff because yeah. again, otherwise it's going to take so long to load and people are going to get frustrated and yeah. they're going to move on and you don't yeah. want them to do that. Yeah. Yeah. You just don't want them to do that. So well, I think we've covered the gamut of we've newsletters. Yeah. 
we have covered a lot today. Hopefully that this helped you if you um, really didn't know what to do with your newsletter or you're new to newsletters, maybe they give you some place to start. Um, but do you have anything else to add today? Dana? I think that does it for us, but if they have questions or comments, they can always uh, drop it down and we'll, uh, we'll answer them. Yeah, if you're watching this on YouTube, uh, drop it, drop your question or comment uh, in the comment section. We do check that, so make sure that you tune in next Monday at noon Eastern time to see what the topic is. Till then, bye. See you later. Thank you for listening to the Bound by Books podcast. For more information about the show and all of our hosts, visit our website at www.boundbybookspodcast.com. And if you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and leave a review.